Hey folks, this is Bob Frazier. Thanks for joining me as we take a walk through Oklahoma history. Let's visit a little bit about the history of the Frank Phillips home in Bartlesville, Oklahoma. Bartlesville was a rough and dangerous town, but change was in the air. Men such as Jacob Bartles, William Johnstone, and George Keeler were young entrepreneurs around 1884 who established business operations near the Caney River. Bartles on the north side of the river, Johnstone and Keeler on the south side. By 1896, the area south of the river was quickly growing. More stores were popping up, a lumber yard, newspaper, a doctor hung his shingle next to two attorneys who had come to town, a school was formed for the children, a bridge built across the Caney River, railroad tracks were laid, and this community was on its way. By 1897, with a population well over 200, the town was incorporated and officially named Bartlesville after its founder, Jacob Bartles. Keeler, Johnstone, and others knew that there was oil to be found in the area, and they were confident that oil could define this new community. This group formed a partnership, and they drilled their first well near the banks of the Caney River. And in April 1897, they struck oil on a well they named the Nellie Johnstone after William Johnstone's stepdaughter. The only problem was that there were no refineries or storage tanks, so the well was capped and remained that way until 1903, when they opened it up and started sending the oil to refineries in Kansas. That well ended up producing over 100,000 barrels of oil over its lifetime. Now, Frank Phillips arrived in Bartlesville Indian Territory in 1903. And by then, the population had grown to almost 3,000 people. Frank had one thing in mind, finding oil. In 1905, Frank moved his wife Jane and their six-year-old son John to town, renting a room in the new Alameda Hotel. The author Michael Wallace tells the story in his book, Oil Man, that on the day Jane and son John arrived and walked into the Alameda, they were greeted by the sight of a cowboy laying dead on the floor. A lady of lesser courage would have likely turned around, got back on the train, and returned to the comforts of her home in Iowa. But Jane remained, for her constitution was every bit as tough as her new hometown. Frank finally did what he came for. He started drilling for oil, and while the first three wells came up dry, he then strung together an amazing 81 wells in a row that hit oil. With all that success, Frank's oil company was prospering, more and more employees were hired, more exploration and drilling, and more success. And with that success came great wealth for this young man. Frank felt like it was important to the community, to his company, and to his bankers to establish deep roots in Bartlesville. And he wanted to build a new home, one that was large enough to entertain friends and business associates, and one that told Bartlesville and the business world, I am here to stay. In 1907, the year Oklahoma became a state, Frank Phillips purchased two large tracts of land for $50,000. One was 40 acres and the other 10 acres, both of them south of the downtown. He chose what he thought was the very best site for his new home, hired the noted architect Walter 
Everman to design the mansion and gave him directions to make sure it was going to be the showpiece of Bartlesville. In 1909, construction was completed and Frank, Jane, and son John, now 11 years old, moved into 1107 South Cherokee in Bartlesville, Oklahoma. The home was stunning with four levels along with servants' quarters, gardener's cottage, potting shed, and gazebo. The architectural style of the home is Greek revival, complete with massive white columns, large porches, and a red tile roof. The interior of the home is nothing less than extraordinary. As you walk in the front door, you're met with a beautiful mahogany stairway, the wood coming from Jane's father's mahogany farm in the Philippines. The first floor consisted of a music room, a beautiful dining room, kitchen, and sleeping quarters for the staff. Frank and Jane's bedrooms were on the second floor, and the third floor was son John's bedroom and large play area. Now we jump ahead 21 years to the year 1930. While the nation was in the early months of the Great Depression, Frank Phillips decided it was time to add on to and remodel his downtown mansion to the tune of $500,000. Frank selected Edward Delk as his architect. Delk had quite the pedigree as he was the designer of the plaza in Kansas City, Philbrook in Tulsa, and La Quinta, the mansion of oil giant H.V. Foster. Arthur Gorman was the builder, the same man who built the lodge at Willow Rock and much of the museum. The downtown home was expanded to 29 rooms, 9 baths, and 7 bedrooms. The new addition was absolutely stunning. Jane's new bathroom was the finest marble, and all of the fixtures were gold. Frank's bathroom included a sauna steam closet, a refrigerator, ice machine, humidor, cigar lighter, and his pride and joy was his barber chair, and each morning his barber would arrive and give him a shave, haircut, and facial. Not a bad way to start your day. Frank and Jane had nine full-time staff at the mansion, with another six part-time to help during special events at the home. Large servant quarters were built behind the home, above the six-car garage. Jane Phillips died on August 31, 1948, a week away from her 71st birthday. Surprising to many, the title to the mansion had always been in Jane's name, and in her will, she left the home to her granddaughter Betty with the stipulation that Frank would live there for the rest of his days. Betty and her husband moved into the home to help take care of Frank, who would die two years later. Betty and her family lived in the mansion for a little more than 20 years before moving to the East Coast, and she deeded the home to the Oklahoma Historical Society, and they beautifully maintained and cared for the home for nearly 50 years. Now, tough times in Oklahoma around the year 2010 caused state budgets to be cut, including the budget to care for the home. A few years later, funding stopped altogether for the home. Now, whether it was fate or good fortune, in her deed to the state, granddaughter Betty stated that the home would go to the state of Oklahoma as long as they operated it 
as a historic home to the public. And if they no longer did so, the home would go to the city of Bartlesville or be torn down and made into a park. No one could imagine the idea of Bartlesville's crown jewel, known as the Queen of Cherokee, being torn down. At this point, the Frank Phillips Foundation, which owns and manages Willow Rock Museum and Wildlife Preserve, met with the state of Oklahoma and with Bartlesville city officials, and working together, they got the title to the home transferred to the foundation in the year 2018. Over the next year, $2 million was raised by the foundation in order to make significant improvements to the home and grounds and to establish a standalone endowment that should ensure the home to be around for generations to come. It was only fitting that the great mansion and Woola Rock were once again reunited and under the ownership of the very foundation that Frank Phillips established in 1937. The home today is a living time capsule. The furniture, art, and fixtures are the originals dating back to Frank and Jane Phillips. And a tour of the home is an incredible walk through history. Without a doubt, Frank Phillips smiled. Thank you for joining me today. I'm Bob Frazier. And remember, trust everyone, but be sure you cut the cards. If you enjoyed cutting the cards with Bob, come experience Oklahoma firsthand in Osage County, where the smiles are always free. Find out more at visittheosage.com.